Well, hello and good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of Live Stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. It is 9.30 uh, Eastern Time, 6.30 Pacific Time. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with some music to allow people to jump on with us on this snowy Sunday morning, uh, at least where we are. Um, please uh, get ready to enjoy Oh How Wondrous by John P. Key and the New Life. Here it comes. Good morning, Ronnie, and good morning, Clarinda. Thanks for being here this morning. God bless you all. Thanks for being here today. Roscoe Fry is watching. Amen. Thanks for being here, Roscoe. Another Sunday morning. Ready to get rolling with Sunday school. Good morning, good morning. Got my coffee. Because I need it. It's good coffee, though. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. John P. Key and New Life. Oh, how wondrous. like a few other people need coffee too. It's just a few of us. It's early. It's so early. Well, you're here. Well, I, absolutely. I wasn't, I wasn't cutting you. You're, you're, you are my right hand lady. Thank you. <laughs> Bev Parkman, good morning. Thanks for being here today. Amen. Everybody who's important is here. This is the important channel. <laughs> I don't know what it's doing where you are, but it's snowing here pretty good. So I'm assuming a lot of people here are probably sleeping. <laughs> Great thing about Sunday school is available later on. You can always pick it up later if you miss a little bit. Amen. Pardon me? And in your living room, yes. That's exactly right. Good morning, Laura. Bev, how are you? Good to see you. Amen. Oh. Pacific time zones here. Nate Riles, good morning. It's snowing there. Yeah, I think it's snowing everywhere, actually. I was. I don't think it's snowing where Nate is. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm sure it's not snowing. <laughs> good morning. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location in Little York, Ohio. I know. <laughs> Nate Marnell and Terry, that's a good, yeah, that's appropriate. Good morning, good morning. Thank you. It's great to be here. Mid-60s. Oh, yeah, you rub it in. That's all right. Mid-60s. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Thought we were friends, man. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Charles and Joanne. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. That's all right. I know what I I know what I'm looking forward to in a few years from now. It's all right. 
Amen, amen. Good Sunday school lesson coming up. Just the content, I think. Yeah. You start feeling bodies, aches, and pains. Especially when it gets cold outside. There's only one remedy for that. Southbound on I-77, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, that was uh, Oh How Wondrous by uh, John P. Key and New Life, I know. <laughs> uh, it's good to laugh. It's good to laugh and uh, enjoy yourself in the morning. That's, that's what it's all about. That's, the Lord is good and he, His mercies endure forever. Amen? Uh, we're going to uh, get into the announcements before we do Sunday School today. Um, as a reminder, and especially for those of you who... Um, are not going to be leaving your house today <laughs> because of the weather. Um, there is a pre-recorded message that's available online that will be following Sunday school this morning. Are you convinced that scripture is true? Pastor Gus is going to be uh, continuing in his series uh, about scripture and uh, its relevance to you and understanding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So please stay tuned for that if you are staying indoors today. That will be following us here on the timeline on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. Uh, that same message will be delivered um, live in church. Uh, good morning, Lisa. Hi. Ed Parkman, good morning. I just met, uh, saw those names. I appreciate your uh, being here this morning. The, um, the church is open. Uh, we are still following the typical COVID protocols, please. Uh, mask wearing and social distancing. Temperature check will be at the door. If you don't feel good, um, stay home. And if you don't feel good, <laughs> my, my lovely bride said it correctly. If you don't feel good, stay home. That's the that's the beauty about this that you have the full church experience online here. In fact, if you stay with us all day online, you'll you'll be with us uh, and, and be able to enjoy those things. Um, please remember your tithes and offerings uh, for those of you who are not coming to church. You're welcome to mail those to Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, six eight eight. Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Those, uh, we still have to run our church and take care of things. One of our staff members, Greg, he, he sprays down the building before people arrive, and he sprays it down after people arrive, and we need to make sure that we have the proper abilities to do those things, too. Larry and Ann, good morning. Thanks for being here today. Um, stay with us all day online, because we will have at 5 o'clock today, Eastern Time, 2 o'clock Pacific Time, a uh, Zoom Bible study will be our first one for 2022. I can't believe I'm saying that, 2022. First one, <laughs> a Zoom Bible study at 5 o'clock now, uh, uh, Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. Now, if you have already submitted your email address and, and information to us, you do not need to send it again. We have it stored, and we will be sending out invitations to the Zoom Bible study this afternoon before um, it go it kicks off about an hour before approximately maybe a little bit more than that but um, so look for that if you have not submitted your email address and you want to participate in the Zoom Bible study you need to do so ASAP get that out to Akron Alliance all one word Akron Alliance at gmail.com and you must have Zoom installed on whatever device you are using so make sure that you have it installed you do not need to do anything else just make sure that you have the Zoom app. It's free, uh, installed on whatever device you want to participate in with the Bible study. You can download it in the app store. And, yeah, it's from the app store, either in Android or iOS. Uh, it, it's available free. So just go to Zoom. Just type in Zoom, and you'll find it. And uh, we, we're going to trust that you have a little bit of tech savviness there to be able to, to participate with us. So um, please do that, and we'll be happy to uh, we'll happy, be happy to send you the invitation as far as your emails and You'll see the link in the email to log in, and you'll be able to take care of uh, joining us for the Bible study. Turn the fan off. Turn the fan off. Too much air? I think he's getting a sound. Who's getting a sound? Arlen. Yeah, that's probably the background sound. We, um, that's so I don't get all moist and sweaty. Sorry. Uh, but that's the fan. So that's, that's probably what you're hearing. Um, but anyway, and you might also be hearing me clicking my pen. I have a clicky pen here, too. So 
uh, try not to uh, get too uh, disturbed by that, I suppose. Okay, so we have a full day on tap uh, for church. So we just want you to make sure that you be, are aware of that. Tell your friends that we're here online and we're here and we're here to proclaim uh, the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we, what is all about and that's what we will continue to do for as long as we are able. Vic, good morning. Thanks for being here. Uh, we will go ahead and get started with our passage today. Our passage is in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 and we're going to cover verses 8 through 14. Now you would think for seven verses that you know, we'll just blow right through this. Not so today. It's actually quite rich. It's got a lot of good information. And for those of you who are note takers, uh, it's going to be good to do that as well, too. We, we, um, I just dug into this really deeply and found that there was a lot of great information here. Um, and we appreciate your being here this morning. Sunday School, we're kicking it off right now. We're going to go ahead and get started and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. And here we go. Father, thank you for this time that you have uh, set aside for us to be able to sit quietly and listen to you speak to us through the, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your teaching. We thank you, Lord, for uh, all that you are doing right now in our lives. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your healing. We know that there are many praises out there for those who have been healed from getting sick recently. Uh, members of our church family, we thank you for your touching those individuals and healing them. And we thank you for their full recovery. And we pray, Lord, there are no residual issues afterward, uh, as we have heard with some who have uh, encountered this. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our lives. And we thank you for just showing us and teaching us the importance of maintaining and staying with you as far as your relationship, a relationship with you. We thank you for that teaching. We thank you for that understanding. And that's the continuing theme that we have right now, relationship building with you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 13, verses 8 through 14 is what we will cover today. We're in uh, the last book of Hebrews. It's uh, winding up in the home stretch of Hebrews. But I got to tell you, it's really, really interesting. The first part of Hebrews that we did last week was kind of a, a part one, and, and it's like a totally different topic from what we're going to be covering in the last section, in this particular section here, verses 8 through 14. And I want you to consider, as we look at this passage, again, as a reminder, who is the audience here? The audience are the Jewish Christians, and we can even go as far as calling them Ju Judaizers, because those are the ones who have emphasized uh, that it's very important for people to remain entrenched in the old Jewish law. And while the, this instruction has been taking place now for many weeks that we've been looking at this, where we're saying the old law is actually passed, it's the new law, the, the new law, the new covenant that Jesus Christ represents is what is most important. And so we want to look at this with greater detail and explain what this really represents and this passage this one we're going to cover today is very rich and deep in that we're still referring to the superiority of faith which is what um, the topic for much of hebrews has been anyway and let's go ahead and get started and read uh, hebrews 13 verses 8 through 14 i'll be reading it in the new living translation please follow along in your version and once again just consider the audience when you hear this Verse 8, Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 9, so do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. Verse 10, we have an altar from which the priests in the, tabern in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. Verse 12, so, also, so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. 
So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Okay, that's verses 8 through 14 in Hebrews chapter 13. Now, I will say this, and I'll just remind all of you Bible scholars out there, and all of you who are new Bible scholars and those of you who are seasoned, it's really important at moments like this where you do have additional commentaries, additional uh, references to go back and explain what's being read. Because if you read verses 10 through 14, and you don't really have the complete context of that, it's not going to really uh, give you what you really need here. Uh, especially, that's the, the th- thing about Bible study. That's why we can spend some time with things like this and talk these things through. It's okay to do the regular reading, but sometimes you just have to go back and look at additional sources for clarity because uh, if you understand the audience, that's why I'm mentioning this here, the audience is going to be the Jewish Christians or the and the Judaizers, those maybe who may not re- be ready to follow Christ as well too. But they're going to understand exactly what's being referred to here by altar and by the blood sacrifice and all those things. So we'll get to that as we go further into the lesson. Um, but let's go back to verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, I would call this a great memory verse, amen? I mean, this is a memory verse for all of us. It's, it's very straightforward. It, it talks about how Jesus Christ is the same and we, of course, we re- refer to Jesus as our eternal God. He is eternal. He has always been in existence. He is our uncreated creator. And when we say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that means Jesus Christ has never changed in any way, shape, or form uh, since, uh, from, from our understanding of who Jesus is. He is eternal. He's always been the same. He's always been the same when it comes to his character. He's always been the same as far as following and fulfilling Uh, his promises for us and he has never changed and he knew that we would need a savior uh, even before we were born and honestly before our parents were born and going all the way back to Adam so he knew uh, exactly what we would need at that time now let's go back and look at it again Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever and so one of the commentaries mentions the importance for us to focus on not just the leaders, not just the teachers, not just the people uh, who we look to for God's inspiring word, the, the Dr. David Jeremiah's, the Pastor Gus Brown's, the, um, the people who teach us. Uh, we need to also, we need to make sure that we are focusing only and specifically on Jesus Christ. The message comes from Christ. Uh, those individuals are the ones who deliver the message, but at the end of the day, it's about Christ. Christ is the one who deserves the focus. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. He is our ultimate leader. He is the one who is unchanging. He is the one who has never wavered or varied in any way, shape, or form. And it's really a comfort if you really look at it when we look at verse 8 and see that he hasn't ever changed. And I think that that's something that's very important for us to recognize and see as we look to him for answers to prayer he never changes he is going to be the same even though our world changes all the time and the world continues to change um when when things change around let's face it they they, those things become less trustworthy but we can always trust jesus christ so this passage this particular passage is being set off by emphasizing or remembering who it is that we serve, the God that we serve, the the Lord that we serve, our Savior who we serve, who loves us um, more than we can ever imagine. He does not want us to flounder. He wants us to succeed as we remain faithful to him. He wants us to succeed in our relationship with him. He wants us to succeed in our growth uh, in spite of hard times. Um, One of the toughest things for us to do sometimes in hard times is to stay positive. But yet, Jesus calls us to stay positive, stay focus on him. Uh, do not worry. Do not be fearful. I'm here. I'm with you. I will always be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. These are the words of Jesus Christ that he gives us and tells us about. So we need to always make sure that we are doing these very things as we uh, look to who our Lord is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. And I'm very thankful about that because uh, we would have a very, very tough time 
in our faith and in our worship if we were serving a God who was changing or bending uh, like the wind, uh, changing his mind, doing all kinds of things. We have to recognize that that's a very important thing, but he is, his character is um, unassailable. He, he will always remain faithful to us. He just calls for us to remain faithful to him and trust him as well too. Amen? Let's go to verse 9. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty here a little bit in this passage. So verse 9 now says in Hebrews chapter 13, So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. <laughs> so we're following up by saying Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And we're saying don't be uh, attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food which don't help those who follow them. Now, this is a very controversial statement, especially back in the day when we're referring to the change when it comes to foods you can eat, okay? And you can apply this to just about anything. We, 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 we sometimes get caught up, and, and this is where legalism has a real uh, issue or foothold in some areas where we need to break through those bonds of legalism. You have to understand that the Judaizers who... Uh, part of this uh, message is being that this entire message is being directed to are the ones who were legalists. Why? Because they wanted to stay in the old Mosaic law, the old Jewish law. They wanted to stay focused on that, and that involved food. That involved things like what you would eat, what you could do. Ritual. It was a ritual, exactly. Now I, I'm going to look at this a little bit more detail. So there were still some people in that time or during that time that were teaching the Old Testament ceremonial laws and rituals. That's that's the word that you use, um, not eating certain foods. And they were doing so not so much because of not eating them, but because they were saying it was important for salvation, which is totally untrue. It had nothing to do with salvation. This was a teaching that was a false teaching, and it was confusing people. And you have to understand something. When all you've been exposed to up and for much of your life has been the Mosaic Law, and all that you've been taught is Mosaic Law, now we're getting to the point where we're having to unteach um, this thing that's what's going on here and that's what's being what's taking place so we've got the Jewish Christians who understand that Jesus Christ is who they should be following but you've got others who are saying nah you need to pay attention to this old law and recognize that salvation comes through how you follow that where salvation has never been about that there's no conversation about salvation during the old Mosaic law if you if you pay attention to that very closely uh, there was nobody getting saved people were being forgiven based upon God's grace and forgiving them because they were obedient to his law. Plain and simple, and that's it. But, but, and they were being kept, exactly right. Salvation was not in the picture then. That was, salvation is only the responsibility of Jesus Christ. So that's where we have to make sure we draw the line and make that distinction. So the laws were useless, though. One thing that we have to point out here, too, these laws that the Judaizers were putting forth about eating things had nothing to do with conquering a person's evil thoughts and desires. People were still going to act uh, in ways that were immoral, <clears throat> had nothing to do with following anything, so how in the world could that have anything to do with salvation? Take a look, please, at Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to start at verse 16, and then we're going to do some dropping down here. We're going to look at this passage. It's going to talk specifically about more about this thing, about this food thing, and what to eat and what to drink and all, all that stuff. But we want to make sure that we, we cover this and look at this for what it is. These laws may influence one's conduct, but they have nothing to do with changing that person's heart. And Jesus Christ is all about heart changing, changing hearts, changing minds and hearts, but specifically the hearts, and making sure that people are going and, and looking directly to him as the source of their strength, the source of their um, <clears throat> power and the source of salvation. That's what we have to focus on. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. And then we're going to drop down to verses 20 through 23 as well, too. Um, therefore, verse 16, Therefore, no one let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to, with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath, because it was just being carried on and on here. Um, I'll read verse 17. These are the sh a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. 
That's where the focus must remain, Jesus Christ. So we need to see that. Now, drop down, just for the sake of time, so we don't spend too much time in this. Um, Go down to verse 20 in Colossians 2. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Verse 22, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. And verse 23, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Now that just says it all, doesn't it? It just tells you right there. They have nothing to do with the heart of the person, stopping the indulgence of the flesh, helping a person to abstain from sin. It is all about your heart relationship with Jesus Christ that helps you to do what? Abstain from sin, um, hide the word in your heart, God's word, his living word, hiding it in your heart so that you may not sin against him. That's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus Christ. Those other things that we're talking about here and looking in different directions um, about the stars, the moon, those things have nothing to do. That's why, that's why God talks about not getting into astrology. These are, these are very important points for all of us. They have no bearing whatsoever on your heart relationship with Jesus Christ. And yet we have people who are uh, year after year, day after day, they get into astrology, they get into all kinds of things that have nothing to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I, I kind of deliberately pick on the um, people who are into legalism because th- that is something that we have to recognize that Jesus goes beyond all legalism here. That is why he came. He came specifically to change the hearts of individuals. You can't gain greater salvation than a person, you know, by practicing ritual, uh, like what is being discussed here. You can't certainly get a a greater value of salvation. You can only have salvation, um, and that's it. And we don't need to worry about these other things. They have no value. That's what it says in the scripture here in Colossians 2.23. No value means zip, zero, nada. There's nothing there that you need to be involved in. And so it may be a good one day to get into a debate with someone about what they hold dear and, and value when it comes to church and following certain rituals. You have to understand something. Rituals will never get you into heaven. Rituals don't do anything for you. It will not do anything to get you saved. Um, the the most important thing is focusing on Jesus Christ, acknowledging that he is your personal Lord and Savior. That's what gets you saved. That's what gets you and earns you salvation. So let's keep that in mind here. And I hope you can see the importance here about not being attracted by strange new ideas, like it says in verse 9. Don't get caught up in stuff that has nothing to do with you, uh, nothing to do with your faith, nothing to do with your religion, not thinking that you can achieve a higher degree of spirituality by doing fancy things. Uh, those things are just foolishness. They are not. Um, I hope you know. I hope this is taken in the right way. Some people might be insulted by something like this by statement, but it's not me. Uh, that's Jesus Christ who is the one who is saying you're getting caught up in things that you don't need. Just go directly to me, and that's what you need to do. And you don't need to focus on these other things. And that's what's important too. Yeah. Hi, Pearl and Walter. Good morning. Thanks for being here. So I hope you can see this for what it is. It's really, really important. These rules don't help those who follow them. That's what the passage says in Hebrews 13, verse 9. Now, verses 10 through 14 are great. I did some additional digging here and want you to understand what's being said and what's being communicated, and it's exciting. Starting with verse 10. Back to Hebrews 13, verse 10. We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. And then I'll read verse 11. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So the blood of animals was, was what? It was sprinkled on the altar. 
Now, it just says here in verse 10, we have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. What altar are we talking about here? We're talking about a way of addressing those Judaizers who are present, who know exactly what this is that's being referred to here in reference to this altar and the old system of about the, the priests bringing the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin. And remember we said, and we're going to point this out again for all those who are new to this, the sacrifice for sin that was performed by the priests under the law uh, did nothing to really take care of that person's sin. It was a sacrifice for sin, but who had to absolve the sin? God had to absolve that sin. And he did so because the people were being obedient to him and his law, plain and simple. But let's not get caught up on that, but that's an important reminder, though, about what we're looking at here. So we have an altar is a very specific thing that's being said here because the Judaizers were not just, they weren't nice about the way they were going about this. They were downright disruptive. They were really trying to encourage people to not follow Jesus Christ the way they were being taught and taught and told to by the reader of Hebrews here. They were being encouraged to stay with this old law. But we have an altar which the priests have no right to eat. That altar is Jesus Christ. That's the altar. That's the altar we go to. We ultimately go to the altar. When we talk about going up into the church and going before the altar, understand something. Some of that is a little bit ritualistic, but ultimately the altar that we are going to is Jesus Christ. So you're not going to be eating anything off of Jesus. This is something that's totally different here. Um, it's a different teaching. It's the way, though, that we need to understand and the way the Judaizers, Judaizers needed to understand as well, too, that what they were doing was just nothing but causing disruption amongst the people there. We are the altar that we have is Jesus Christ, and it includes all the blessings that are found in him. Remember, we talk about the heart, right? We're talking about changing the heart, all the blessings. The, all of our blessings come from Jesus Christ. They don't come from us being necessarily uh, good people. Uh, Jesus is the one who still has to bless us. Good. Jesus is the one who still has to acknowledge who we are as we acknowledge him. And so we need to recognize that that's what's going on here. Um, it's not just about being good. Remember, we've, we've talked about goodnesses and, and doing certain things and being being obedient is the most important thing because, remember, we can't love God if we don't have obedience for him. Um, obedience is how we love him. So we need to understand that the blessings come from our obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. They, the people of the Old Testament law were forgiven because of obedience and really nothing more than that. They loved God's law. They loved his word. They were obedient to him, and they were that sin was forgiven not just because the blood was sprinkled, but because God said, okay, you're forgiven. That's what happened. And Jesus Christ does the same thing for us. And so we have to understand another line is being drawn here, too, between the Judaizers and the Jewish Christians. There is a line being drawn here, if you look at this very carefully. And the line that's being drawn here is that those who wanted to remain connected to the old Levitical system, the old way of doing things, the old way of sprinkling blood on the altar and all that stuff as far as the priests were concerned, the line was they had no right to partake in the better things of Christianity. Jesus Christ was not involved with any of that. So that's why we're making a distinction here that the altar is Jesus Christ, and we're not under the old system anymore. We're under the new system. So if the Judaizers wanted to participate with Christ, guess what they had to do? ask for forgiveness for their sins because what they were doing they were sinning as we they were sitting there making these comments they were sinning aloud to those people who were encouraging them to go back to the old way of doing things your salvation is only going to be tied up in how you fulfill these rituals it's only going to be tied up in how you um, do certain things or or follow certain things no they had to repent they had to turn from this and recognize that Jesus Christ was Lord. That's what we need to take away from this here. This is very, very important for us to see. So when we look at this passage by itself, we need to make that distinction. Who is the audience? Now, the audience today can be people who are believers. And I'll go as far as saying people who get caught up in rituals, ritualistic, uh, legalistic behaviors. 
they need to be very the tradition need to be very careful about that and make sure that it is not tradition it's jesus christ that is the most important thing we look at here i'm very happy that our church doesn't get caught up in rituals and and doing things that uh frankly give more attention to self and attention to other people remember our focus remember we just got through saying earlier the leaders that we need to be looking to and emulating we appreciate what they do as far as their word but our ultimate leader is jesus christ no matter what no matter who we're listening to no matter who is speaking um always jesus christ is, remains the focus so that's what we always want to pay attention to back to verse 11 in hebrews 13 because we talked about that um because this also is important here and continuing in this particular section let me read it again back to verse 11 hebrews 13 under the old system the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp now this is important for us to see here too so we know that there were certain animals that had to be uh, used for the blood sacrifice right uh unspotted unblemished uh and there were certain animals like doves if you didn't have a lot of money you could use those as well too uh, for the sacrifice for sin uh, you could even use grain offerings or whatever it is if you didn't have much these were things that were allowed under mosaic law okay so for this for the sake of looking at the animals the bodies of the animals after they were sacrificed were what they were carried out of the temple they were carried out of the camp they were burned outside the camp they were in a place they they were brought in um the animals were brought into the most holy place by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin but the bodies of the animals were carried to a place away from the tabernacle environs and burned they were taken outside the camp now what does outside the camp mean outside the camp simply means that the outer fence that enclosed the tabernacle court it was outside it was away from the temple environs okay so what does that mean uh, let's look at that a little bit more closely um the animals were burned outside the camp as a type they were a type of animal okay now what does that have to do with jesus christ well it has a lot to do with jesus christ jesus was the anti-type uh he was not like the animals of course but he was crucified outside the city walls of jerusalem i had forgotten about this and i need to be reminded about this remember the holy place was is considered to be jerusalem amen he was he was sacrificed outside the city of jerusalem the city walls it was outside the camp and here's the the symbolism behind this outside the camp of organized judaism organized judaism which was being practiced um that he sanctified the people uh with his own blood outside the camp but now remember outside and away from organized judaism so what did that mean the blood that he sacrificed was not just for jews but also for gentiles it was outside of organized judaism that he was sacrificed and that's the takeaway from this it was very exciting to see this take a look let's just go back real quick to exodus 29:14. we have to consider as we read this the audience and look at there is a compete uh, competition taking place in this audience between those who want to follow christ and those who would rather do things the old way and here's this outside the camp reference again just if you go back to exodus 29:14. but the flesh of the bull and its skin and its dung you shall burn with fire outside the camp it is a sin offering it is a sin offering there's a sin offering taking place when this was being burned outside the camp jesus christ was what our sin offering outside the camp outside jerusalem as we understand outside of organized judaism he was our sin offering outside of that and so that was just very exciting when i saw that he sanctified the people when he was sacrificed on the cross with his own blood the bloodshed the shedding of blood the shedding of blood while we we, we can only understand what we're being taught here right why did jesus christ have to die on the cross he had to die on the cross because he had to shed his blood he had to be sacrificed for all of us plain and simple that was what god had put forth that is what he had demanded 
And we see the difference now between the shedding of the blood of the animals, the shedding of blood of Jesus Christ, and what it represents. Jews and Gentiles outside of organized Judaism. He was sacrificed. Fascinating as I look at this. Now, if you just read this passage by itself, you're not going to get that, unfortunately, because, again, unless you're really in tune to what's being said here, that's where the commentaries, that's where these other sources, I highly recommend that you get into those and have those to be able to look at this. And it's just light bulbs, light bulbs just pop over and over again when you do that, okay? So I hope you can see that for what it is. So what does this have to do with us today about this outside the camp stuff, okay? Um, because we need to see what it represents. The camp today is the entire religious system. Let's just call them legalists, whoever you want to refer it, however you want to refer to it, that teaches salvation by works. They teach uh, salvation by character, salvation by ritual, salvation by ordinances, all of those things. That is what we are going up against. And the modern church system that we're being referred to here, we got to be very cautious about making sure that we're avoiding rituals. That's why we're saying all of this. Rituals, people will start believing or thinking that in order to do rituals, I'm not going to even mention any different denominations of religions, everybody. You can kind of imply, you can look to all different kinds. It's not just one particular type. I know that you can zero in on one type, but honestly... All types need to be very cautious about what they do and what they hold dear. We need to make sure that we don't get involved in ceremony trappings, ceremonial trappings, things that take us away and, and, and divert our attention to what's most important, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. When we worship, we worship Jesus Christ. We don't worship the people who are singing before us. We don't worship pastors. We don't worship priests. We don't worship um, reverend so-and-so. We worship only Jesus Christ. These people are appointed God by God to be messengers of the faith. That is what their responsibility is. They are messengers. They are carrying out his message. They are asking, they are following the direction of the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit to speak his truth. It is his truth that's being spoken, not the truth of the individuals who are the messengers. So the Lord Jesus is the one who is outside of all of this ritualistic behavior, outside of the camp. Amen? And so that's where we need to go. That's where we need to focus on him. He is not the traditional uh, religion. He is the one, frankly, who is radical. Jesus was viewed as a very radical uh, individual when he came uh, to life uh, when he was uh, here on earth, living on earth. He was viewed as a very radical individual, totally different from what the Jews were um, expecting uh, as far as a savior, totally different, a different individual altogether. They were expecting someone to take control and take charge and be involved with all of the rituals that they were doing, and that's exactly not what happened. And thank the Lord it didn't happen. So we need to make sure that we're paying attention to it in this way. So it goes back to verse, let's go back to Hebrews 13, verses 12 and 13, and then verse 14. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates by, to make his people holy by means of his own blood. Make his people holy. Not just Jew, Jewish Christians, his people. Who are his people? Everybody. Everybody who trusts and believes in him, Jew or Gentile, his people. That is what his is referring to here. His people, his people, excuse me. That's what's being referred to here, Jews and Gentiles, by means of his own blood. And then verse 13 in Hebrews 13, so let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. In other words, we're, we're bearing the disgrace he bore. Why? Because we're suffering and living as we follow him. We recognize that if we live for Jesus Christ, we're going to have to go through some stuff, aren't we? We're going to have to deal with some things. But yet we're suffering because we know that he suffered for us. We are just basically doing exactly what he did for us, he suffered and died on the cross for us, and so we, in tune, in turn, excuse me, are sacrificing on behalf of ourselves, our families, all those where we're making sure that we are the example in living for Jesus Christ, and we are indeed dealing with those issues as they come up when it comes to life, when it comes to sickness, when it comes to the world that we live in, uh, hardships, 
Uh, these are all things that Jesus Christ is completely familiar with and aware of. Remember, he went through the wilderness uh, for 40 days and went through suffering um, just to show all of us that he indeed understands the things that we go through, the temptations that we go through, the issues that we go through. He understands all of that. And why is it important for us to acknowledge this? Verse 14 in Hebrews 13 tells us, For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Amen? Amen. That's what we're looking forward to. Now, we, we make plans, and we talk about going different places. We talk about retiring and going to a sunny climate, things like that. But that's not the permanent home that we're going to have. The permanent home is the home with Jesus Christ. So we need to focus on those things and keep those things in mind. Jerusalem was dear to the hearts of those who served the temple. And so we, everybody knows that it was all about Jerusalem, amen? That's what, that's what was important at the time. It was the geographic center of this camp that was being referred to. Jesus Christ went was sacrificed outside the camp. He was showing us by example that it was not just about being in the camp. It's about being outside the camp. We are living in such a way where we're following Jesus Christ. It's a totally different change from what was originally set up for uh, the Jews. And so we recognize that and, and appreciate that. And f frankly, Jerusalem may be the center of the camp, but we have to go back and look at this for what it is. The Christian doesn't have any such city on earth. We don't have just one place we focus on, one city. Um, we recognize Jesus Christ. We have our hearts set on the new Jerusalem, the heavenly city. That's where we want to be. That's where we want to focus on when it, it comes our time to go there. And so that's where we will find the Lamb of God. That's where he is. That's where he's going to be. It's where he has prepared a place for us. And so we need to understand that we have a future. And thank the Lord is a future with him in this permanent home. So I hope you can see how rich this passage is and and understand that this is where we need to go. We need to go outside the safe confinement of our past, the place where we were before, and make sure that we're moving forward and moving with Jesus Christ. If he moves us from one place to the other and we're following his direction, we should be following him. And sometimes that's very uncomfortable. Sometimes that's just not a comfortable place to be, but we have to recognize that Jesus Christ knows what's good for us. He knows what is important for us. He knows... Uh, how we can be best suited to serve him according to his will. And he will put us in different places to reflect that and show us that. I hope you can see that. Um, it's not about traditions. Um, traditions, frankly, hold us back from complete loyalty to our Lord Jesus Christ. And God is building something far beautiful, far more beautiful than what we can see. We can't see everything that God is doing here we are living in a world that is fallen. We're living in a world where there's a lot of sin. We're living in a world where it's just tough sometimes to function. But God is preparing a much greater thing for all of us to look forward to. And I hope that you're looking forward to his, to when he returns. Honestly, that's where we should be looking. Uh, we shouldn't be staring upward like they were looking up in the clouds when Jesus was ascending, uh, as you read about in the book of Acts. We're not to be looking up that way, but we are to be looking up when it comes to prayer and focusing on him and making sure that we are living in such a way where we're honoring Jesus Christ, living in a Christ-like manner, living in such a way where we are paying attention to, we're certainly listening to the words that are spoken, his words, God's word, we're reading his word, we're focusing on his word on a daily basis, we're studying his word, we're getting into the studies and digging deeper as to what is being written before us so that we can actually understand the power of this this passage here in Hebrews 8 Hebrews 13 verses 8 through 14 the power of what's being said here outside the camp outside of organized religion into a place where the focus is only Jesus Christ that is not just for the audience of the Jewish Christians and the Judaizers who wanted to go back to the old way it's for us too this message is for us our focus is not to get into ritual, but get into relationship, relationship with Jesus Christ. This is how we are supposed to behave. This is what we are to do. God has taken care of our salvation. He had this plan from the very beginning, 
as we understand the word beginning, understand something. Jesus is eternal. He has no beginning and has no end. We are the ones that have a beginning. Our, our understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ is very limited. We can only go back to what we understand and know. But it's God's word who gives us enlightenment according to who Jesus Christ is in his character and where we should put our complete focus as we move forward. Amen. Father, we just thank you and want to trust you completely for all that you are doing for us right now. We thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. We thank you especially for your teaching and showing us how you indeed want all of us to break free from those things that do nothing more really than get us bogged down and keep us away from focusing on you. Lord, we thank you for this teaching, and we thank you for how you're teaching us. I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice that they indeed do what's necessary to dig deeper, to study, to look to your word, be encouraged by your word, and not get caught up in ritualistic behaviors that will take focus off of you. Thank you for teaching us, Lord. Thank you for helping us along day by day. Thank you for strength as we move forward. Thank you for even guiding us uh, with travel mercies when the weather is not so good. We just thank you, Lord, for all of these things. We thank you for helping us to focus on you more and more. Bless us and keep us, O Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, everyone. I hope that you got something out of that. Boy, I'll tell you, that was a that was a really, really rich Sunday school. I, I hope that... Uh, you really have appreciation for what that sacrifice that Jesus made for us outside of the camp. That that just stays with me about what he did for all of us. He did it for Jews and Gentiles. That was for everyone who trusts in him. So that separation had to take place. We had to see that. And we're seeing it now in how we truly are looking to Jesus Christ as our focus. We go to church to worship and praise him together. Amen. And I hope you can see that. God bless you all. A couple of quick notes to stay online uh, with us here uh, for Pastor Gus's message, which we'll be following here on the timeline for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. And later today, we'll join you, uh, join us for a Zoom Bible study at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. Thanks for being here today. For those going out today, travel mercies. It's snowing. Take care of yourselves. God bless you all. Stay warm and safe, and we'll see you next time.